Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Started Billers and $100 Billers. Check it out now. Yankee Stadium. This song makes me think Yankee Stadium, not 8 Mile, not Mob Deep. Makes me think of being in 203, ready for roll call, and the Yankees running out on the field, led by Aaron Judge. <laughs> Good pick, Polly. Now on the line, my co-host of BXB, you know him. When you listen to the Yankees and you listen to John and Susan, Sweeney Murdy comes on with the post game, and then they go to me. Sweeney Murdy is on the line. What's up, Sweeney? Hello, buddy. How are you? Great, and you sound great. That Comrex system is fantastic. That's it, man. Sounds like I'm just right next door, right? <laughs> this is this is what it's all about. Uh, staying up and ready to go and uh, hoping to see. Well, you know, listen, I might fall asleep at some point, but, uh, you know, just wake me back up if, uh, you know, something happens. So far, I'm like you, man. I'm just waiting, waiting for the news to happen. You, you've been through plenty of these, though, Sweeney. You know how this goes. You know that it can happen in the middle of the night. At any moment, sure. It could happen I mean, right I, now I while remember- we're talking. I remember uh, probably my second winter meetings, um, Mike Stanton, not Giancarlo, Mike, the left-handed pitcher, he signed with the Mets. Um, I, I, my phone rang at like 5 in the morning, and somebody said, you sleep? Like, well, no, 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 I'm not asleep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course I was asleep. Um, I, I remember lots of weird late night stuff happening um i remember being tipped off to something potentially happening at about four in the morning but i couldn't piece together enough information and it was i I, it was too late to call anybody to figure out what i was missing uh that ended up being um i think one of the mets deals in early winter meetings um so yeah this is i mean this is entirely possible to happen at any time I think you're just kind of waiting to see uh, it, you know, from from what I know, from what I can gather, figure out it. it it's it feels like the Yankees are waiting for Judge to come back to them a little bit, because I, you know, I think it's very real. The Giants uh, uh, offer that you're uh, all the information has been out there. It doesn't seem you know, it, it all seems very real. 
Um, so if the Giants have made an offer that's above what the Yankees have made right now, I don't know if the Yankees can just go right and say, "Okay, we'll give you more." I think they, you know, I think the player has to come back and want more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you had Jacob Degrom got his five-year deal and said, "See ya." Didn't even want the the Mets involved anymore. I don't know where Aaron Judge is yet in that process. Yeah, and I love that you talked about you know phone calls and. Uh, I talked tonight about the evolution of the winter meetings. When I was younger, we didn't. The winter meetings were private. We couldn't refresh Twitter. The writers were not. There was no Twitter to go to. Well, that, but this, yeah, and what this is what we did. Like you called me at the winter meetings. I'm not there now, but like I was at the winter meetings, and you'd call me, and we'd talk about the different things happening. And um, you know, there was still information on websites, not the same prominent uh, uh, news gatherers as there are now at all these places. It is. It is very different because you know you'll go through lobbies at the winter meetings and you will see people like me and other reporters just refreshing Twitter <laughs> to see what we've missed. Um, in addition to the to the people that we're trying to talk to and the people that we're going to, to try to get. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a weird game in this day and age. How about our friend John Heyman? He is just as popular as Judge tonight. And I, I said, I'm like, I, John, I respect uh, from MLB Network and then getting to talk to him a little bit in the media area at Yankee Stadium this year. And he's the type of guy that I think he he got wrapped up in the race of what Twitter has become for the winter meetings, right? Being first, being first to break it. Or if you hear something that sounds like news, putting it out there. But you got to be 100% correct on that. This is a huge player and he's connected to two big franchises this is big money and now here we are some four hours after that fake news after that false alarm and we haven't heard anything else yeah and and listen i don't know like i i i'm i'm not going to be quick to blame somebody i know you know john is very good at what he does and has a lot of contacts and breaks a lot of news um, I don't know how the how this particular thing happened, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that somebody he knows with the Giants mentioned that it was gaining momentum, but then when maybe they saw him tweeted out, said, "Hey, back off a little bit." <laughs> okay, good. That's good. that's not entirely out of the and, and I listen and I'm you know I'm not gonna I haven't talked to John about it and I don't know who his sources are you know if if I break a story you're not gonna know who mine are right um, it's it's just kind of weird sometimes you're you're pulled in different ways trying to get all this information and you're pushing in different ways trying to get this information so you know um, I I think we just kind of wait to see obviously we know that these are the two main players here and, and I think. You know, Judge himself indicated this was about the time that he was going to make his decision, and he knew that he didn't want to keep holding teams up because they had other moves to make, and he wanted his decision process to be done. So, and he, he mentioned the winter meeting specifically when um, you know right after winning the MVP award a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I, I think you know this is the time frame. You've seen some of the offers that are out there. I um you know I I think the Yankees are hoping they can they can still uh talk to Judge's camp about this and and make another offer here but you know it's Brian Cashman says many times over the years free agency means free choice okay this isn't in the Yankees control it's in Aaron Judge's control 
Yeah, and and I would love for this to shift and be in the favor of the Yankees, right? Because it seems like the Yankees this whole time have expressed, we don't have anything set up. We're not flying the plane. Plan A is to sign and retain our player, Mm -hmm. but the ball is in his court. If this John Heyman tweet is what swings it, where earlier it seemed like, like, I think Yankees fans got that initial shock. I know I did, of, oh, man, he's gone. He's signing with the Giants. They won. And I think the initial shock came with the knowledge of that 360 number, right? Because we had heard eight years, $300 million from the Yankees. Then you hear that the Giants have put out $360 million in that neighborhood. It's like, okay, now we're playing ball. You, When you hear a report from John Heyman that it's going that way, it makes you think that the Yankees did not come up from their $3 million to 360 and that is how the Giants were able to win. But that isn't true, and here we are. And here's something I wanted to ask you about because I know you remember this more than me just because you were working and covering it, and we just had Bernie Williams on the podcast. There's a, a little similarity, right? And we had Bernie yeah. on the podcast to ask him about his experience as a free agent age 30, um, and now you have Judge, right? Bernie's decision to go from the Red Sox to the Yankees wasn't on a tweet or public reaction to that news. He had his own reasons. Uh, What parallels are you seeing between this with Judge and Bernie if Judge ends up coming back to the Yankees now? Yeah, a lot. And first, I'd point I'd point everybody in direction to hear the words directly from Bernie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, over to the BXB podcast. It's on Odyssey. It's on everywhere you get it. And we talked to Bernie a few days ago, and uh, it's up where all your podcasts are. You can go to our Twitter feeds, and and you'll see the links to it. Um, a lot of similarities. You're talking about a guy who, at age 30, had the best season of his career and was a coveted free agent. You know, Bernie Williams went on the tours. He went to Boston and Arizona. Um, and he had the pull of different things. You know, Buck Showalter was managing the Diamondbacks then. You know, uh, that's the first manager that really uh, pushed Bernie Williams into the forefront as a big league ball player, and uh, and really you know taught him the game. Uh, there was a deep connection there. So you have them offering something. The Red Sox are offering you something. But in the end, there were a lot of and Bernie does a really good job of diving into this with us, Keith. Um, uh, the ideas of of what was important to him, what was important to his family, what was the best decision for him going forward. You know, I mean, and for people who don't know the story, he ended up he had an offer in hand from the Red Sox, and the Yankees were prepared to move on. They had targeted Albert Bell and were courting Albert Bell when Bernie came back to the Yankees and decided, you know, really all these factors, what was best for him and his family, he wanted to stay in New York. So he turned back around, and despite having this you know, almost signed, sealed, delivered offer from the Red Sox, came back to the Yankees, and they worked out a deal. But these are the pushes and the pulls, and I think you're seeing it in some of the stories about Aaron Judge and about his his wife, his high school sweetheart, and talking about the Giants years ago, and, and you know his family in Northern California. Those are all real factors, and I go back probably, this is well over a month ago, um, right before free agency started, when I spoke to an agent who said, when the player starts going on the tours, that's when it starts, that's when the idea of taking him away from from his team 
hits another level mm -hmm. because the player and his family all of a sudden can start envisioning. They took a look around the stadium. They took a look around the city. They take a look around the facilities and different people who are, you know, glad handing them and, and, and being nice to them. All of a sudden they can feel that warmth and say, Hmm, I wonder what it would be like to play here. And as soon as you start imagining that you've, you've started pushing them in that direction ever slow, slightly. doesn't mean they can't come back. Keith doesn't mean that it's like, you know what? Um, you know, this is what I've known. This is going to be the best place for me, and and that's that. But putting the player in a position where he can start feeling those things, and he's entitled to it, right? He's a free agent. That's what he's allowed to do. But that's the dangerous part for the incumbent team, where they're, you know, they're they're letting that person out there, and you know, it's you know, it's like you're saying, sure, you can see other people, <laughs> and and uh, but I hope you come back to me. You know, it's kind of a dangerous game to play right there, and that's just kind of where they are because Judge was in control of this process, and you knew that as soon as you got through the season, you're so close to free agency, you're not, you know, a player is not going to short circuit that. Um, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, your your thoughts become things, right? So if you're already having the thought, if he already yeah. had the thought as a child of growing up and playing for San Francisco and he gets to actually hit free agency and the interest is mutual and they show him, I'm sure they showed him a great time, wined him and dined him. There was a rumor on Twitter that he was um, already looking at houses out there, which, like, I don't, you know. That's why I, I think, hate Twitter. You know, listen, and that can be taken a couple of different ways because I remember like when Mike Messina came here for his free agent tour and, and even Greg Maddox, uh, they've told stories about how, you know, the Yankees took them around to different neighborhoods to show them one of the, you know, Joe Torrey did this to Mike Messina. And I think, um, I, I think, you know, uh, Gene Michael or Brian Cashman uh, together, I think did this with Greg Maddox. Um, they, you, you take them around, so you show them different areas to live. And I remember Joe Torre specifically, he used to like to do that with a guy like Messina to show him that you know, New York wasn't just the tall buildings, right? You can, here's a space in Westchester that's 20 minutes from Yankee Stadium, and look at all the trees, look at the sidewalks, mm -hmm. look at all the space, okay? It's, um, it's not, you know, it's not all Times Square um, where you've been coming as a, as a visitor. So those are the kind, like, was he house hunting? No, but he was being shown around so i don't i don't know how to take that if he's driving around neighborhoods in san francisco that doesn't mean that he's got a real estate agent sweeney you know, and putting if, if he signs for 360 million he can buy a house anywhere in the country he can have multiple yeah, houses. all of them right he can have he can say i want that one and that one right, right. and that one too and throw i need a place one. in tampa i need a place yeah. in san francisco it, new york i mean we're trying to read little tea leaves here um you know, and, and and you can make that swing in any direction. But if you honestly, if you were if you were considering taking if you were considering taking a job in some other city, before you said yes, wouldn't you want to look around and see what are the places like that you could live? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and it doesn't mean you're taking the job. I thought about moving to Atlanta a few years ago. Okay. When I was struggling in New York, I went and looked at apartments in Atlanta. Glad I didn't make that move, but I still went and canvassed the area. <laughs> Well, it set Twitter ablaze that day, my man. I know. I remember that. Very no well. one did it. No one knew me. No. Oh. Okay. This was this was when I was deciding to go for it and like be in media and uh, go for the sports industry. I had quit my social media manager behind the scene jobs, and I was like, hey, "It's too hard in New York. I'm striking out. I'm not getting interviews. No one cares about me. Mm -hmm. uh, it it might be easier for me elsewhere. But you know what? 
I didn't duck the struggle of New York. I didn't duck how hard it was to make it in New York. I stayed and I won. And I hope that judge doesn't leave and he stays and he triumphs and wins a World Series here. It is different here. That's the other thing about this, Keith, is the idea of, you know, you've heard Judge talk about winning and wanting to win, okay? And... I, you know, we talked about this on, on, on our show, BXB, just last week. Uh, the Yankees have been in the playoffs every year of Judge's career, right? I mean, you take out the couple of months, uh, the month and change in 2016. 2017 forward, he's been in the postseason every single year. A chance to win. Now, I, I know that that's, you know, that's its own separate discussion with fans about, you know, um, uh, legit World Series contenders and this and that, but you make the playoffs, you have a chance, right? Uh, in that same time, in the time that Aaron Judge has been in the big leagues, the Giants have been to the playoffs once. Just one time. Um, and it was a 107-win team that lost a five-round. Best of five. Okay, go home. It's over. Um, the Giants have been to the playoffs in back-to-back years only once in the last 100 years. Okay? Once. The Yankees have been in the playoffs every year of Judge's career. And so you're weighing what's important to you. You say winning is important to you. Okay. If you choose the Giants, I'd say there's at least a really good chance because whatever the Yankees look like today without Judge, if that's the way it goes, you know that there's there are moves and they reload and they, they you know they still have certain players and and you work towards the postseason. There's probably a day in the next two years where the Giants are home and the Yankees are in the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just history tells you that. And if Aaron Judge makes that decision, he's going to be sitting at home in one of these years. Just their division tells you that. It's just hard, who, they, yeah. who they have to play. Yeah. And now the schedule's changing where you play the whole league. We don't know what is going to come out of that and this new postseason format. You know... They go out and sign Mitch Hanniger. Does that move the needle for Judge? I don't think so. Is he trying to go play with Jock Peterson and J.D. Davis and Logan Webb over his actual guys like Anthony Rizzo? Rizzo we saw Stanton. Nestor with him last yeah. night on the field in Tampa. It's like, I, I just can't buy it. I can't buy it. Listen, I, I just think it's, you know, you're just kind of waiting and waiting to see. And it's, you know, it's kind of his decision right now. And you see if the Yankees are allowed to to jump back in here and say, okay, here's you know, here's what we've got for you. I I, I I have to think that whatever discussions he had with Hal Steinbrenner, you know, a few weeks ago, um, you know, that there's that there's at least a phone call coming back to Hal, yeah, um, and and giving him a chance because you know. Every indication I have is that the Yankees are willing to go as far as they need to go. Whatever that means for upping the Giants, if that's what it's going to take. But I don't think Aaron Judge is in this to get, you know, five extra dollars from one of these two teams. He's going to at some point have to decide, where do I want to play? Because the money will not be that much different. I I I think he knows. I think he knows. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I, I was looking at the schedule, too. This is going to be a fun April, okay? Just think about this. You have the potential. You already have Trey Turner and Don Mattingly coming into Yankee Stadium in April, and you have potential for Judge on opening day. Um, it, could be a, it could be a tough April homestand for, uh, 
for the home team and watching who's coming in on the visiting side. Nah, we're not. We're not going to subscribe to that, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> we're going to reload with or without Judge. The Yankees will be ready to rock no matter what. There, there's no worry of Judge coming in with San Francisco or Trey Turner in the Phillies or Don Mattingly in the Blue Jays. Nah, we are a team that uh, won the American League East, that won 99 games, right? Made it to the ALCS. They're in a championship window. They got to get right back to where they were last year and beyond. So, yeah, and listen, I think I I don't know where the you know I don't know where it goes after. I think the Yankees probably, if you have to think about this, okay, there is not enough offense out there for them to replace Aaron Judge. They probably can't make enough moves to make up for that loss of production if he goes somewhere else, right, if, if he signs with the Giants. Um, so you almost have to think you have to double down on the other side of it, right, of pitching and defense and everything else and hope that you get healthy Anthony Rizzo, healthy DJ LeMahieu, healthy Giancarlo Stanton, and, you know, and, and feel like that's part of it, but you know that you can't bring it back uh, to that level if Judge isn't part of it. So I got to think, you know, starting pitching, we saw the Canely move. It's, you know, that's fine. Um, but you need, you, you still have Carlos Rodon out there um, as a as a guy who can slide in really well behind Garrett Cole and give you a much more formidable top of the rotation than what you have right now, a deeper rotation than what you have right now. Um, you know, I, 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 they can't just, I guess my point, Keith, is that if they lose that much offense they probably can't find that much offense to make up for it it's it's a mini so rebuild in my mind pitching and defense yeah it's a mini rebuild in my mind because judge was so much of the yankees offense carried the team you're talking about what 131 rbi 62 home runs that, that's two players <laughs> that's two players in one guy so it is it's a shift it's a shift in in the brand Right, they got to tear down the judges' yeah, chambers. But, but, rem- but remember this, Keith: you have Garrett Cole still in his prime, right? Um, you can't waste that. You still have uh, a few. John Carlos Stanton, Car- Rizzo, yes, DJ. Right. All of these guys so, are over thirty in the prime of their careers. Where in those, two, three years from now, they're going to be cooked. You are not throwing away those years. You're just not. So whatever comes out there, you know, whatever happens out here. The Yankees are still going to try to position themselves to, you know, to be contenders here. And whatever that looks like, we might not all, we might not all agree on what that looks like and how strong of contenders there are. But the intention is not going to be to okay, if we lose this guy, we got to scale it back. You still have too much committed to all these other players in their prime still to to try to waste another year or no, two. They're, they're going for it, right? They're going for it. They're still in Boone's new contract and starting Cashman's new contract. You can't go into the, those years and, and miss the postseason. No, they're going for it. They have to. Uh, Marco and I were just talking about, hey, if they lose Judge this year, they may not be able to figure it out with like big signings this year, but next year, that's when they go and spend the money on Otani, maybe Devers, who knows, uh, two, yeah. two more years from now, Juan Soto. Like If you miss out on Judge and you end up saving $380 million, well, you we expect to somewhere. see it. Yeah, we expect yeah. to see it in the next couple years. You better spend it somewhere. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I think it was almost the reverse with Bryce Harper. They spent it on Stanton before because they got to that 
window of contending for a championship probably a year sooner than they thought. And in rather than wasting a year waiting for Harper, they jumped on that chance with Stanton, um, who was more sure thing at that time because he was available a year earlier. And, you know, and that's it's it's partially how you ended up where you are right now. Yeah, it is. We know it. We saw it all play yeah. out at the time. It seemed like the evil empire is back. They were a game away from the World Series, and now they have the National League MVP to pair with Judge and Sanchez. And, you know, it didn't work out that way. But, man, this is a championship window. And one of my fears is that they do have all of this talent and all of this money committed, and then they lose an Aaron Judge, and this thing starts to unravel. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's legit. Like I said, there's not enough offense out there to to replace what Aaron Judge gave you. Um you know, and I, listen, I think you have to also be realistic. Like, like if Judge signs back, he's not giving you 62 homers, 130 RBIs again next year. You know, you got to scale that back a little bit too. But you still do have a formidable presence and a big part of that lineup uh, coming back uh, if he signs back. So, um, it's it's just hard to think about replacing that and being some even close to being the offense you were, especially when we saw all the struggles they had as, as, as guys kind of fell by the wayside in those final you know six to eight weeks of the season. He's Sweeney Murdy. I'm Keith McPherson. If you like what you've just heard over the last 25 minutes, that's what our podcast sounds like. That's it. BXB. Uh, I know we'll, we'll record coming up. I, I think we can't put our next guest out there yet. I think it's best not to just okay, in case sure. something yeah. happens. But we have a, we have a current <laughs> we'll, Yankee we'll joining us on the podcast Thursday. Go it's, back and listen to uh, Bernie Williams. Had, we had a great conversation with him last week uh, just really about the process of free agency and when you're a player going through it and the pushes and pulls, the struggles of team, of championship, of family, of, of your own desires, of, of how do you get through that free agency and make that decision when you have other options uh, like Aaron Judge does right now. We've had, uh, you know, Nick Swisher was on a few weeks ago. Uh, we had Meredith Morakovitz from Yes was on. Uh, a um, few other people that I'm missing off the top Alex of my head. Alex Cora. Right Alex Cora was on around the playoff time. Ron Darling. Yeah, before right around the playoffs as well. So go back and catch us some of our other episodes. Uh, some hopefully some fun, entertaining, and smart baseball talk, and um, and and then me and Keith too. Awesome, Sweeney. <laughs> well, I know you're not gonna go to sleep, so I'm not gonna say go get some rest. But not yet. I got somebody from San Francisco who wants to talk to me too. So we'll do that. Um, and then you know, <laughs> these San Francisco guys are hilarious. Not to cut you off, but uh, yeah. Lou DiPietro hit me on Slack and he said that John Heyman was on 95.7 the game in San Francisco tonight, and I've been on there three times since the All Star game. As they are all just waiting and hoping and wishing that. Aaron Judge yep. signs with the Giants. Yeah, well, we're waiting again. And, like, all, all I know so far is that the Yankees, I, I think, have at least have some belief that they that they uh, hope, rather, that they get a chance to, to um, better whatever San Francisco's final offer is and give Aaron Judge a chance. I, I don't know if they know that that's a possibility yet. We'll see. All right, Sweeney. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Thanks, Keith. You Thank bet. you. Ladies and gentlemen, Sweeney Murdy. You guys are familiar with Sweeney, obviously, like I said, from the Yankees post game, And uh, you hear John and Susan, and they throw to Sweeney. And then when Sweeney's done, they come to me. And now we've got this podcast, BXB, which we started September 1st. We started that um, really for the end of the season. Like once the Yankees got out of that slump and the dog days, like, you know, we picked it up for the judge home run chase and the postseason 
and the baseball season quickly ended. But I think our episodes have started to take off more with the offseason chatter. Like baseball is all year round, and especially this offseason with Judge, and we had the Rizzo news already, and uh, we've, we've had a few different guests on, and it, it's been great. So check out BXB. Sweeney's the man. I got a ton of respect for Sweeney even before I came into WFA. And I don't know if you guys remember me saying I couldn't stand to listen to Aaron Boone on Yes Network in the post game. So I would watch the game or go to the game, and I would not watch Yes afterward. I would listen to Sweeney, and Sweeney would take me through the highlights of what happened and then just give me a little bit of a sound bite from Aaron Boone, and that was all I could tolerate. I mean, in 2021, that season, that was an up-and-down roller coaster season. I hated that year. So Sweeney was like therapy at the end of the game because, like I said, Sweeney's even keeled. He's measured. He could, he used to kind of talk me off the ledge without, you know, without knowing it. You know, he would talk me off the ledge after some of those losses that the Yankees would have with, I don't know, Tyler Wade playing all over the field, Runet Odor at third base, uh, striking out. Sweeney would just, you know, either bring a story from the past or, you know, something else going on in baseball and relate this to where the Yankees were or whatever. And I would go to sleep at night like, it's all right. Got another game to play tomorrow. So we all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.